Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. All right, race fans. Let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only. Racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. In a word, it's chaos. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. Where a town turns into a city and a weekend becomes a lifetime of memory. It's a tradition like no other. What a wild finish. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega Super Speedway, October 1st and 2nd. Wallace, the winner at Talladega. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass early in your notes yeah early <laughs> yeah i would say um after the there's an in and out burger next to the bowl ring in las vegas I okay. we after legend cars win we would go to in and out um whether it was me noah or our other teammate dustin we'd go there quite often because um that'd be the only thing really open but other than that because there's no waffle house in las vegas yeah. yet at least so yeah. um other than that not really was that regardless how you did or did somebody have to win it to go that was a celebration um it was more of just the races were over and we were hungry you know what i'm saying <laughs> so that's kind of what it boiled down to um but yeah that's, that's about it and you didn't do anything in any of the racing when you were no like, i know you guys go travel long distance yeah races, and it's late at night and, and it's just you know it's not the you know everybody looks at what you guys do now right it's like well if you look back to what it was yeah for sure i think nowadays it's kind of harder it's kind of like what do they call it, the airport 500 yeah. everybody reads, heads to the airplane as soon as possible and you get a sandwich on a plane or whatnot um regardless of how you finish but now yeah I, I don't really do any of that now but it's cool to see noah do that that was pretty neat because i know he used to do that in the k&n series too he said he's got started really yeah kind of doing that with the, with the team. team yeah and he, i think he remembered one two songs mm-hmm. i remember that one yeah was that you were you with on that k&n team or i was not but i remember i was actually the before i started k&n racing i was actually back in school and he was sending some photos and whatnot in, in oh, the waffle house and so i thought that was pretty neat and it's cool how he continues to do that same stuff what um, just curious. What what are the special memories from those early racing days? I mean, obviously, you know, you're working your way up right now, and and this is a very high level. It's very professional. It's like, look, you do well, you win. You're instantly thinking of the next race because there's one mm-hmm. coming up. Um, but when you're younger, yeah, you're trying to climb the ladder, but you're also, I'm sure, thinking, I'm driving a race car. Yeah. It's really freaking cool. Yeah. What what are the kind of the memories of what those the good old days, I guess, or the. Yeah, there's a couple of things that falls back. Obviously, um, early early in the days is 
when I first started go-karting when I was five, um, it was honestly just for me and my dad and my cousin and my uncle just to spend time together. So I, I think back to those days and then the next step in, in Legends cars, um, still my best friends today, Zane, me, and Noah were all on the same Legend car team. So Yeah, so we were, like you were saying, we were 12, 13 years old and we are having the time of our life just racing Legends cars and traveling across the country, so that was really fun. And then one that kind of... Uh, it's, it's funny to think back now is like late model racing mm -hmm. like at your sh local short track it's before qualifying or practice everybody's eating dinner like off the hood or tailgate of the car decklet of the car and and now you don't touch the car you know what I'm oh. saying it's it's it's, an, it's a race car and we can't mess it up the body defenders or anything like that but back in short track days everybody's sitting on the car eating pizza off the hood or so that just kind of that makes me laugh sometimes when I think about it from it's it's a race car but just the way you look at it and treat it I guess um when did you when did it hit your mind that hey this is what I want to do for a career this is what I hope to try to do um, you know I'm sure it started out as a, as a fun thing a hobby type of thing but when did when did it become you know was there ever a moment you're like yeah this is what I wanted to be spending the rest of my professional athletic life doing yeah it's probably um, middle school I would say um, because up to that point my cousin was still racing with me and we were doing everything together and all of a sudden he started missing races and I started missing school events whether that be birthday parties or, or whatnot and um, just more conversation with my dad was like hey you're gonna start missing out on really cool things like especially in high school events so a lot of kids go to prom and whatnot yeah. and that stuff didn't really matter to me so that's kind of when we sat down together and was like all right let's kind of really focus in on this and um, pursue it 100%. What was it that got you I mean, like everybody tries different sports different things some hit, some don't. What was it about racing, or what do you recall? Was there a first time of, of driving, and it's like, this is this is really cool. I want to try doing this some more. Or, or yeah, I think. Or did it scare you the first time? Um, the biggest thing was I was always been a fan of racing, yeah. regardless of, of what motorsport it was. But my family deep roots into off-road racing, so I, I wanted to be an off-road race car driver. Um, but that's a hobby. That's not a profession. <laughs> that's that's a, spend a lot more than you receive when it comes to winnings. And then um, we used to have a spot at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the motorhome and to see um, the Bush brothers and to have my dad tell me that they grew up in the same city, same recent schools or nearby schools, and to see Jimmy Johnson and stand on the fence and see a NASCAR a cup car go by you at the first time, um, still to this day kind of takes my breath away for sure. How much is would the Bush Brothers show you the path, and or show that there could be a path out of Las Vegas, or was it? Mm, I I really didn't talk to them much. Uh, probably I mean, just, just seeing how they oh, did it. Oh, how do they did it? Kind of exam was that kind of example? Say, hey, yeah, I can do this too, or um, not really. Okay, not as Everybody, much. Yeah, everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, we also looked at Jimmy Johnson quite a bit because he came from off road racing, West Coast. So yeah. that's kind of what we we emulated after. Did you ever see him run? Yeah, off road. No, I was I was not around. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was before me. But okay. my dad used to race against him in the Mickey That's Thompson right. series and okay. stuff okay. like that. <clears throat> what did your dad recall of racing him? He said it was awesome. He was really good. Um, just really really fast. But like you'd either win or or wreck right. a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's what my dad said. So, um, but it's cool to hear those stories about how. But Jimmy's still that guy. Like you probably know better than me. But like, 
we'd be walking as fans to the garage, and he'd stop and talk to my dad, and then he'd, like stuff like that is really cool about Jimmy Johnson, like because he doesn't need to do that, but yeah. they used to know each other at one point, so that's pretty cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you. It. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Good, thanks. So, you're one of the few drivers that it's only a single car team. So, do you feel like there are advantages of that versus a team like JR Motorsports or Joe Gibbs, where they have to focus on three, four different guys who win a title? Well, I think there's definitely an advantage and disadvantage to it. Um, to your point of the single car, it's more of an organization pulling for one car. So, um, you can say that would be the, definitely the advantage for sure. Uh, when it comes to the disadvantage, I would say. Um, just how the, the notebook's a lot smaller, and when you're at a race weekend and you're in practice and you not, might not be the best, you don't really have anywhere to turn to uh, to abandon setups or to make changes. So, I think that'd be the disadvantage. But I feel like the advantage just is outweighs the disadvantage. I think they're pretty hand in hand. So uh, we're confident in ourselves. We're confident in our race cars, and um, we can we can do it. And have you talked to other drivers just for this weekend? Do you feel like everyone's approaching it kind of safe and want to go for, you know, as many points as possible given that, you know, Talladega and Roval will end this round? Yeah, I haven't really talked to anybody about it, um, about what the race is going to be like at Texas this weekend. Um, ultimately, from our standpoint, we, we want to capitalize on it and uh, get the most points we can and get the best finish we can just because the Talladega and the Roval, man, I just haven't got my hands around the Roval yet, and you know what can happen at Talladega, but um, with that being said, also, like, we have a really, really fast restrictor plate program, and we're going to have a really fast race car at Talladega, so as much as people are worried about Talladega, I'm honestly excited, because I know um, we've led laps at every single plate track this year, and we can do it again. Do you think the general public, in a sense, has sort of, like, they're more focused, when it comes to these young drivers like you, like Ty, like Noah, they're more so keen on focusing on the negative side when you guys sort of have your run-ins, you make mistakes, and obviously it's like a series where you can make mistakes and learn, but do you think they focus so more on that, much more on that than, like, the positive? Like, look how many races Ty gives and Noah won, look how many top tens you've had this season, like, do you feel like there's not a good balance there? Uh, they're supposed to. I mean, I'm I'm a sports fan too, and I look at stick and ball sports, and um, that's what you do when you're a fan, man. They call them fans for a reason. They're fanatics. So, um, yeah, they're they're critical, and they're supposed to be critical. I'm critical of a lot of Las Vegas Raider players. I'm critical of my favorite NBA team. So, um, but 
I'm not in the sport. I, I don't know what it takes to go win an NBA championship or win an NFL championship. And um, I also think that the NASCAR fans, I think they lose sight of what it takes to go win a NASCAR championship because I've never been in it. So, um, yeah, to me that doesn't really matter because it's just a fan. How did off record, but how did you react to Sunday's the Raider game Sunday? Because I'm a Raider fan too. Oh man, it was. I almost threw my phone through my TV <laughs> when you're up 20 to nothing, and then you give a 85 yard two point conversion up to Kyler Murray, and then you fumble the ball twice, and it's just it's a headache. And yeah. so you don't point out how the fact that we put up 20 points and held them to zero points for the first half. We we look at the fact that we lost the game, and that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, you were talking about you hadn't got your head around the Roval yet. Do you spend more time on the, the sim now on road racing, and, and how are you approaching that to improve yourself at the Roval? Yeah, I think we are quite a bit, obviously thanks to Ford Performance to, to letting us use their manufacturer sim, but um, we've been most focused on uh, the Texas Motor Speedway, just because that mile and a half hasn't really been good for us either. It's been a really tricky place for us. I think um, we finished seventh or eighth there in the springtime, so we're going to need to be a little bit better than that with some more stage points to, to put us in a good position going into Talladega. Have you discussed the strategy of stage points and then, or focusing on the end of the race? How are you planning your strategy for the race at Texas? Well, I think it all starts with practice and qualifying. Um, mm -hmm. It all starts with how our race car comes off the race truck, and um, I, I'm confident that it's going to be extremely fast, but uh, we need to qualify up front because then that puts you up front for the race, and then it's track, so track position dominant, and we can maintain our track position, get good stage points, and then by the time you blink, it'll be a green-white checkered at the end of the race, and we'll be up front and having a shot at it, so that's all we can ask for. Okay, thank you. Yep. I'm curious to know, like, I guess I've never really asked it, but, like, just your preparation going into race, like, physically, mentally, like, because I, I used to run competitive in yep. high school, and I knew exactly what I was going to eat the night before and what, and, you know, how much I was going to hydrate. Just what's sort of, like, that routine, like, 24 hours before a race? Um, so I, I think it a lot depends on the temperature. Um, Texas is going to be hot, 100 degrees, so the hydration will be key. But um, what I eat before the race, just, I'm not too good about it when it comes to that. So, um, But what I do... During the races, um, I typically drink a bunch of water, um, get a little caffeine in me, and then probably eat a peanut butter and jelly and um, go race. All right, thank, thank you. you. Yep. Look. All right, Kyle, what we got is media day for Xfinity. That was yesterday. And we also got uh, Daniel Hemrick coming up next, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, one college, actually two college cars made it. A.J. Allmendinger won the regular season championship. Uh, Daniel Hemrick made it. Landon Castle, uh, mechanical failure, failure took him out. Uh, Sheldon Creed uh, got in that incident with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. So, uh, yeah, a lot of storylines going out of Bristol. Uh, Texas is this week. Uh, Noah Gregson is running well there. Ty Gibbs runs well there. Uh, would not shock me if either one of them ran well or somebody like Josh Berry. Um, who dominated Charlotte in the spring. Uh, I could see him doing really well as well. So, uh, yeah, how about Ryan C. getting the last playoff spot? That was pretty impressive, uh, eight points to the good, I believe, or four points. I don't know, one of the two. But, uh, yeah, um, good 
good uh, thing for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. You can't forget about the 18 team as well. Uh, you know, John Hunter Nemechek running the car this week at Texas. He's the defending winner of the race. And they're going, I think they're going for an owner's title, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, Sammy Smith doing really well in that car. So, uh, gives guys looking really good. Uh, Brandon Jones in the 19, you know, he's going to the nine car next year with Noah Gregson going to Cup. So, a lot of storylines here in the last seven races. And it uh, looks like it's going to, you know, it's going to come down to Phoenix. Well, we're going to listen to Josh Berry real quick here. It's just a nine-minute. You know, I mean, I really think to my late mall days and the experience that we had there, I mean, you know, I can think a couple of times when we did stuff like that, but it's, you know, it just, it just depends, right? I think sometimes you want to, you know, people want to get home and, and sometimes they don't and, you know, but we always, well, at least in those days, we'd always uh, crack into some cold beer and, and celebrate a little bit. When you think about those days, uh, private on your own, yeah i mean you know i'm so thankful for all those memories for one um you know dale jr gave me has given me obviously a lot of advice over the years and he uh you know he always told me um, you know, this is the most fun, that's the most fun you're really ever going to have racing. And, and I, you know, obviously I've enjoyed the Xfinity series, but I think, you know, I think he's right in a way. I mean, I, I got to live that a little bit with him at, uh, at Wilkesboro and, and the amount of fun that that was. So, you know, you're never going to be, you know, going and racing these tracks and with all your, with all your buddies. I mean, that's how it was with me. And, um, you know, obviously there's, there's less pressure, less attention. Um, you know, it's just it was great memories for sure. Yeah, so we had probably a group of like four or five of us, right? And, and that group never really changed over the time. You know, a couple of people were in and out or did things, but generally it was kind of the same group and, um, you know, we accomplished a lot together. I think it's something that we've been looking forward to all all year long. Um, we felt like we felt like we, uh, you know, obviously got off to a really good start, got two wins pretty early in the season, locked ourselves in, and then you know kind of got to spend the summer uh, maybe racing with a little less concern about that, and um, obviously. Uh, the road course racing has been a, a big focus of ours. We put a lot of effort into that over the summer, trying to get better, and we saw a lot of improvement there. And really, that was all geared to the Roval, to just trying to get me uh, prepared for that Roval. And you know, I, you know, I would be lying if I wish we didn't have a little bit more momentum going into this. But you know, I know that that can change really fast. Yeah. William Byron over there, that two top 10 around, you know, one top 10 last 18 races. Does momentum matter? No. I hope not. Yeah, I don't. But, uh, you know, we we still, I mean, we still have a lot of momentum from a company aspect. I mean, Noah's been absolutely, you know, killing it the last few weeks. And our cars have been fast. You know, my team specifically, we've just kind of missed, just missed our balance a little bit here or there. Um, That's just put us behind uh you know kansas was one that 
um, we actually were really we had really uh, was running super fast lap times when it when it rained and then the race was over so that was one that I feel like we could have contended for the win uh, but it just didn't work out so um, we just got to get through this first round um, however that may be hopefully it's a win in Texas or Talladega but um, we need to get through that first round and I think once we get to the round of eight those are three racetracks we can win at for sure yeah. I was going to say, when I was covering races at Asheville Motor Speedway, we always headed for Shoney's. Well, Shoney's was right down the road <laughs> yep. from there. There wasn't a Waffle House close by. That's funny. True. Yeah. True. How's it going? Yeah. How are you? Good. Yeah, thank you. So um, I guess you're probably looking forward to Martinsville, right? Is that kind of that? If you can make it to that point in the playoffs, you feel like you can lock yourself into the. Um, I mean, I feel like we're preparing every week the same. Um, hopefully, we we're in a good enough spot where we don't have to necessarily must win Martinsville. But I think that you know we need to we just need to be solid through this first round. Um, it doesn't take a really high average finish typically to advance through the first round. We just need to limit our mistakes. And, and then once we get to the round of eight, I think those are three racetracks we can, you know, two of the racetracks I've already won at. Um, you know, that's definitely racetracks that we can win at again. And, and then we're off to Phoenix. This game Phoenix is anybody's game. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, our goal, my goal at the beginning of the year was to, to make it to Phoenix. That's the goal you set for yourself. I don't think... You know, with this format, it's hard to even let yourself, at least at least in my first full-time year, say our goal is to win the championship. I mean, you can make it to Phoenix and have a you know, have an engine failure or something crazy on the first lap. You know, so I think if we if you if you make it to Phoenix, you've done your job. Do you feel more confident now that you're still in these places for the third time, fourth, whatever, and, and and also getting some practice? You know, last year without any practice, there were probably places you showed up at you never made a lap at. Mm-hmm. Your first lap at was the first lap of the race. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely nice to finally go back to some of these places and build a little bit of a notebook and understanding of what what it's going to be like, and you can expect. Um, you know, the practice deal is is crazy, right? I mean, you have you. It's only you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, um, 15 or 20 minutes, and you really can't adjust a whole lot. Like it's kind of. Um, it's it's unique in how it is. That's been a kind of learning curve for me too, because you know now it's it's. It's on me in practice to to tell them how to fix the car for the race, and that's something that I'm you know relearning. So um, about Noah, you know he's obviously won I guess what six now this year, and um, three in a row. So he's got you know I think he's ready to get to that next level. But you've been a mentor to these guys, you know they come up through those late model programs and stuff. So um, and you've seen a lot of young drivers. What is it about Noah that, that you know, sets him apart and makes him ready for that next step? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Noah is, is just a super genuine person. Um, you know, obviously a great race car driver and, and really has uh, come into his own this year with Luke and that whole group. And, and, you know, he's won six races, but he's put himself into in position to win, you know, several more. And, you know, now, you know, he lost out on a few at the beginning of the year that kind of came back his way now. So, I mean, he's, you know, I absolutely think think he's ready. Um you know he's he's a character for sure. You know there's without a doubt, um, but his 
his love for racing and winning and his fans is, is genuine and you know I'm I'm excited to see what he becomes. Yeah. Yeah. What you know you've got tons and tons and tons of time behind the wheel driving to all these places all these short tracks all over the you know southeast and whatever. Do you have a good story for you know, um, on the roads of the track of your head? You know tires fall off, hit a deer. Yeah, I mean we've kind of stuff that you encounter. I'm sure there's lots. If I thought a lot, I could think of a lot of things. I remember probably the most the craziest thing I can ever remember. This was probably. Ten years ago, I would say, um, we were leaving Motor Mile. I believe it rained out, and we were leaving early because uh, it was still, you know, it was probably 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, we were going, we pulled up, we were pretty close to out of the track, and um, we saw, a, we pulled up to a red light, and there was like a wed, like a wrench, um, like a torque wrench or a wedge wrench or something was like sticking out the door. And we saw that, and we were like, "What?" And we pulled over and opened the door, and the like the the front the front structure on our pit box broke. Like it was uh like it was it was strapped in, it was strapped in the trailer, but the structure was broke. So the pit box laid over against the side of the trailer, and dumped all the tools out. Um, ruined the trailer i mean honestly it ruined the trailer because it broke the structure on the side we ended up we kept it a little bit longer and, and we ended up having to just get rid of it and uh yeah i remember we had to use the for, a forklift to get the pit box out of the trailer because it wouldn't roll that's crazy yeah yeah thank you man are you um wishing you're at martinsville this weekend yeah i don't know i mean yeah yeah i don't know i I mean, of course, I would love to be there, but I don't think that, you know, I would love to be there and see it and be a part of it just as much as driving in it. You know, I think after winning it, you feel a lot more relieved going there. You know, it was a, that was a big moment for me. Yeah, they love it. They love every part of it. Yeah, yeah, of course, we'll be there, yeah. They love the... Cool. Thank you, man. Going to late model races with Greg Marlowe and different people. Um... Do you have any stories from, from the road that, um, you know, like anything crazy that happened on the way to the track, hit a deer, lost a tire, had to, I mean, I don't know, what, what kind of... Um, I luckily didn't ever have any of those uh, crazy stories, but I think I spent a lot of great times with Greg Marlowe, and I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, Greg's a cool dude. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was there the night that um, they dropped your car from about that high when you flipped it over and they, they picked oh, it back yeah. up. And that's, I've never seen Greg so angry in my life. Yeah, so. I would be mad too. <laughs> um, so, you, you, you're, how do you focus on the playoffs this year, knowing that next year you know, you're in the big time, you're in the 18 car? So, how do you focus on? You hear that you're going to be. You're going to be. Come on, dude. You're going to be. So you, that's not enough yet. So okay. We're just focused on this year. Okay. So you're just, I mean, how do you focus on that, though, knowing that you're in a cup car already driving around? So how do you focus on Saturday? And well, I focus on this year, first of all, and I do, do the same thing we've done every race, just have to be, I guess, more aware in some situations because we're playoff racing, so can't wreck out. Yeah. So is it, I, I know Noah mentioned the concern with having a problem on Sunday, um, you know, back in the car on the wall, getting hurt and being like, like Denny at, at, you know, Darlington and not really being ready for Saturday. Is that a concern at all? Or? Not really. It's my issue. I'll let other people handle that. Cool. Thanks. 
I'm uh, I'm curious. Um, something that kind of came to me based off of Noah's win the other night and, and celebrating at Waffle House. And I'm curious, when you were younger racing, I'm guessing that, you know, after races, you guys probably went out to eat. Maybe sometimes you went out and celebrated wins. Did you do something like that when you were younger? And so are, what are the, the special memories of... Honestly, most of the time, I never really did any stuff like that because it's like my dad was making sure that I knew everything, what I did wrong, and that was what I had to fix for the next race. So mm-hmm. I don't really, I, I just really do my own thing and enjoy yeah. what I do. Yeah. I thank my team, and uh, I, I, my personal time is, I enjoy it, so um, I'll be able to just go work on for the next race. Okay, I didn't know, because I know like races in so late, and it's just like... For sure, that's definitely... <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're right now I have to do I have to go to a bunch of meetings and I have a, a lot of driver debriefs to do now, yeah, so there's yeah. not a lot of time to really yeah. mess around or waste time at all. So. Well, at this point, it's, everybody's gone in different directions and focused on the next thing. That For it's, sure. That it's something that typically doesn't happen. So yeah. uh, that's why I was kind of curious if it happened like earlier when when you were younger racing. Yeah, no, I didn't really spend too much time going and doing that much. Mm-hmm. Did you ever find a McDonald's that's on sale? <laughs> There aren't many places, I know that, so it's, it's, it's tough, it's slim pickings. Um, you are, you've talked a lot about, hey, I'm, I'm focused on what's going to make me better as a driver, I'm focused on what's going to make things better for the car, and, and, and so focused on that. Um, I'm going to ask this, and maybe that doesn't come out the right way, um, are you a robot? And, and then what I mean by that is so focused on, on that that there isn't time or willingness to do other things. I know you've talked about playing golf, so maybe... Well, I, I definitely have, live a whole different personal life outside of racing, and that's yeah. personal to me, so yeah. um, I definitely am doing what I enjoy, so yeah. I feel like it all comes in time. I mean, people could say... I mean, I don't really know how to answer that, so... No, like I said, it's just the, the focus and determination, and obviously... I mean, I'm here to win races, and fans are here to come to watch, so we're here for different things. Yeah. And, I mean, it's hard sometimes to see that as a driver. I feel like it's a, looking at it as a fan's way, but, I mean, I'm, you're, after, you're just focused on racing, so... You feel I don't like really you're misunderstood? I don't really, I mean, maybe, but I don't really care that pe- what people think about this because I don't, it's not I'm, worried, I'm not worried about, yeah. I'm not trying to be billboard material, so I just do my thing and I enjoy yeah. it and I have great people to support me. Do you think, do you feel like it's, and I don't mean, I'm not tr- trying to stir the pot here, but do you feel like it's a good problem to have, to have, you know, competitors like Noah Gragson where obviously you don't want to end up with a wrecked race car, but you guys have race clean, you guys have a great hard clean racing like at Pocono. You know, and obviously you have the run in at Bristol, but do you feel like it only amplifies your talent more and maybe the rest of the field more to have someone like a competitor like Noah? Uh, I mean, I'd rather have cup drivers in our series, and they won't, shouldn't be limited to seven races. So, like, it shows kids that are not having got a taste of what the cup series is like, how hard it is. So I feel like definitely wish we could be able to race the cup guys more. How, what's been your experience racing those cup guys? Or how uh, just they, how very good, you? very disciplined, very fast. Just shows them that there's a lot more. They work hard, so it's just it's just different. I think honestly, it's a lot different. Different racing, different style. Not one cup driver is going to show you how it is. So. Yeah. But it just gives you enough to understand. 
was racing in the Cup Series, so giving you that new perspective. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I definitely already knew it was there, but I, I definitely think it does give you a different perspective, and it, it's really cool, so I'm enjoying that time. When, um, when in your mind, did you know that you wanted to be a race car driver as a profession? It's not a hobby. It's yeah, not something fun. I never really thought about it as a profession. So I just really? I've always enjoyed it so much that it's kind of become it's always it's my hobby and it's my job i guess you could say it's my job i don't really think of it that way i just yeah. enjoy racing and i do it and i've got a great opportunity to drive race cars for a living and i enjoy it and i want to be the best what was and again i i can't relate to that but i i can remember when i was younger being on a go-kart at a theme park mm-hmm. and just like hitting the throttle and feeling like i was going so fast when i'm sure somebody's looking yeah. at me as going slow and i thought it was like wow this is cool but this is also not for me because it um, scares the crap out of me yeah what 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 was the sensation of speed or what was something that attracted you to where it was uh just winning honestly okay. i just like competition and i like racing car like i just enjoy driving cars i enjoy the uh, I enjoy the skill set it takes. I enjoy working on my craft. And I enjoy yeah. working on my skill set and adding to my supplies and that. I enjoy going to cool places and like going to Watkins Glen and just yeah. be able to go drive cars, not even in a competition, just feel I've gone it before, just gone to drive for fun, and I enjoyed it. So I just like it. I guess at this point when you're, I think one of the great things probably about this job or, or others is that it's not like working on an assembly line where you're doing the same thing yeah. over and over. There's the opportunity to grow and get better. For sure. That's how I view writing, and I'm sure when you look at with your age, there's, there's so many things to learn, and, and the great thing is that if you're racing at 38, there's probably still going to be things to learn, yeah. and that, that there's that always going to be. Especially nowadays with limited practice and yeah. limited testing. I think we're hardly allowed to test anymore like we used to. So yeah. I think it's hard, and I definitely think there's a lot to work on for people that are coming up the ranks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah, I guess to follow up on that, you know, obviously it's a long season. It's a mental grind. And so are you? would you say you're someone that enjoys the travel? You can go to places like... LA, you know, right, with yeah. Auto Club. I mean, and, there's definitely know, some places that I don't really care for, but there's definitely cool places I like to go to, but the, the importance of it is just racing cars, and yeah. that's what I'm there for, so not too much. I'm not really, it's, it is what it is. I go to see cool stuff, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, and obviously, given the playoff format, is it almost like, can you say, like, when, uh, good runs and consistency, like, aren't good enough? You know, you sort of have to have luck on your side, and, you know, other drivers have to fall back. I mean, I truly don't believe in luck, to be honest with you. I believe that there's plan for everything that's going to happen so I just do the best I can and um, sometimes it doesn't work out sometimes it does yeah it's your first go at in the playoffs sure. so just how do you feel how do you feel overall um, just I mean I'm it? just going to go do my job and go do what they tell me and there's uh, I mean you guys got to make the Phoenix and wins take care of all the playoffs so it doesn't even matter besides that same thing we've been chasing all year mm-hmm. thank you Ty yes sir how has the learning curve been for you going to Cup? I mean, it's a great opportunity to yeah. get some laps in before you make the move next year, but how have you we don't I wouldn't say that. next year, so. <laughs> well, uh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm being presumptuous. But, um, you know, how? what's been that learning curve? How have you seen the difference just in the caliber of the talent between the two? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just learning the car, honestly, and I feel like I've had good runs so far. I mean, I've ran in the top 15, I feel like, most of my runs. I haven't finished, like, finished 17th, 16th, 15th, 10th. I got wrecked out and had mechanical failures at the other ones. So I feel like I've been pretty strong, and I'm confident in that, and I'm thankful. So 
I just have to learn the car, honestly, is the biggest thing, and just be a little bit more disciplined in all my areas. Uh, that's, that's it. What's been the biggest help for you to get up to speed in the cup cars? Uh, seat time. Nowadays, we don't have as much practice, so seat time is very uh, a luxury now in the sport. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's hard to definitely get better. Simulators don't help you get there as fast as real life does. So, I mean, it helps, but it's not never what it's like in real life. You ran almost a full season of Xfinity last year. You've run a full season this year. What's been the greatest thing that you've learned over that that test of time? Because there's there's really yeah. some hard. There's a huge difference between the front of the pack and the back, but the front of the pack is pretty strong. So, you know, how have you feel like you've sized up there as well? Uh, I feel like I've just worked as hard as I can. Honestly, I don't really think that there's been a huge difference, in, especially in all of motorsports. I just feel like if you work hard and you're prepared, then the sky's the limit. How big has the Toyota Center, the Performance Center, helped you? Are you a regular uh, over there? Do you use it much? I So I don't use the workout center, but I go to the simulator all the time, and it's very helpful. And Toyota provides a lot of great luxuries for us as the drivers, and very thankful. But I have a, a we have a gym at Jugga's Racing that is very high and technical and that's where I work out and do most of my time my trainers are there so I'm there usually um, four days out of the week and I have a whole program behind me and so I've got great trainers and um, they're always they're always with me and Paul Aleppa and Ashley she's been very, very very big of a help. What about working um, these different tracks you know when you're introduced to new tracks that you haven't been at before I mean the simulator helps but you said there's nothing better than lap times, but is there one track in particular that might have given you fits this year? Um, not really, honestly. I feel like we've had good runs. Kansas is a little tough just because I didn't qualify good, so I'm back with back in a lot of chaos. So it's just a lot. It's just qualifying and seat time is honestly the biggest thing. Just trying to get up to speed. Are you happy? Yeah, I enjoy it. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't happy. Trust me. <laughs> Just had to ask because sometimes you're really serious for somebody your age. Yeah, I guess that's what we're trying to be is serious, and I definitely want to be the best, but I just want to be able to win races, and I mean, it's part of it, I guess. Everybody's serious. You look serious. Well, I'm, you know, I went to the you know gym this morning, so I'm like happy, same. you know, I'm like, I've got my endorphins yeah. flying, so there's that, right? I mean, I definitely think there's a little, def definitely a lot to it, especially for a 19 year old. I, I wouldn't prefer to be in a media center. I would rather be outside, but that's part of the path I chose. So maybe sometimes it's, I take it a little serious. And Is your golf game getting any better? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Playing with Grandpa at all? Uh, I spent a lot of time with him. I can tell that from the marketing standpoint. Yeah. You, you, you guys have a lot of... Similarities. Uh, I feel like we're all our whole family is really close, so thankful for that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Ty. Hi. How's everything? Let me put it to you this way. Congratulations on the season you're having. Thank you. Granted, you've got two entirely different types of race cars that you're in. What's been the biggest or the most difficult thing you've faced in making the transition between the two every week? Uh, just the difference in the simulators and cars, differences, and there's a lot different. So just getting more time in that, we don't really have that much practice, honestly, and we don't really have that much uh, 
you have to allow yourself seat time, just the way the shorter practices are now. So just learning as much as I can in the cup car. Do you split your time during the week on the sim between the cup car and the Xfinity car? Yeah, I have two different uh, days I go and do that. So I have a, I'm very good at actually like splitting time and time management. So I'm thankful for learning that trait. Please give me an example of what your week looks like now. Uh, I mean, I have we have a lot of meetings on Mondays, and then Tuesdays simulator, Wednesdays a simulator, Thursdays usually we're going to the track or testing somewhere. So there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And what do you attribute your great success this year in the Xfinity Series? And does that give you any momentum going into the playoffs? Uh, hard work and. Um, dedication and discipline and execution so I think it all leads up to me and my team and my team's done a very great job we won't be here without them and uh, we're just staying in the playoffs wins take care of uh, the whole situation so good good All right, Kyle. Do you hear me there, Kyle? I can hear you. All right. Getting ready for Texas. Uh, Kyle, let's see. We've still got... Oh... AJ, let's uh, listen to AJ. He's had a heck of a year, hasn't he? We're not going to talk on that. Is this an old joke? No. Oh, okay. I got you. No. I don't think I've ever heard that. Okay. I had never heard that. Um, like, what do they consider the weird things? Just the infield? I think that's mostly drunkenness. That's not weird. That's good. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of weird things that happen. Like, people coming up on the track. Like, someone just thinks you're hurt. See, I think at the end of the day, because I've been out in that infield before, I don't think that's haunted. I think that's just a lot of alcohol and possibly other things going on. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just trying to, like, well... Of course I fell down. It's haunted. <laughs> like, no, it was them 24 Miller lights you had in two hours. Yeah. Cliff, what you, well, first of all, congratulations Thank on you. your season championship. What does it mean now to have two consecutive after when you look back at what the career was and where it's at now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it, it's, uh, it's really special because, you know, that's, to me, at least a lot of it, you know, it being... 26 races it, it you have to perform in, in most of them and be smart and and you know I think with the the way the champion the overall championship works now you know it's it's big to get to Phoenix and it's it's about those four drivers that make it there and you can have the best year possible and be off at Phoenix and, and 
not win the championship. So to be able to win at least two regular season championships in a row show that, you know, over the last two years as a whole, our race team has performed well. We've been smart. We've executed. And, you know, it's – I know it's just maybe a – at the end of the day, it's, it's the the asterisk of just regular season, but it's still a big deal, I think, to all of us to be able to do that two years in a row. But in looking back, did you ever think that would have happened? No. No. You know, I mean, it – Especially after 2018, when I kind of was, I thought, transitioning to the next step of my my life. Uh, what's happened over the last four years, but especially the last two, with as many wins that we have and winning Indy in the Cup car, and um, hell, this year even having three or four chances to win Cup races. Like it's, yeah. So I think my mindset is, you know, I, I'm probably. I probably care more than I ever have, um, but I also, I think, accept everything as it comes now and just, whether it's good or bad, and when it's bad, believe me, I'm still pissed off about it, but um, I have a lot of fun with it off the racetrack and, and, you know, just really don't take it for granted anymore and just, just love what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of great road course drivers. I mean, you look at Chase and Kyle, and and um, you know, you can kind of go down the line of of you know Tyler with how good he's gotten this year. Um, but I think what I what I've always enjoyed about the road courses is trying to elevate myself and, and more importantly our race team. You know, I think a driver you still got to have a really good car. You, you, there's not the, the guys that are winning the road course races aren't having bad race cars, and, and they're just so much more talented than everybody. They make it work. But I think you can elevate the race car if it's struggling a little bit. And that's something I've always enjoyed about it uh, and, and love doing. And, you know, if, especially, you know, with, with Colligan, when I started in the Xfinity car, now being a new cup team, you know, I feel like I can try to, to bring some expertise on, especially on the road course side of it, to try to, try to help us and try to, to get more out of the race car than maybe there at times. So, but I think I've also gotten smart enough and, and, and know what the limit is to not overstep it anymore. You know, I think that's what I used to do at times. I used to just try to said, I don't care. I'm going to make everything I can and run every lap as hard as I can. And if I make a mistake, it happens. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I know where that, that fine line is of pushing the race car, but you know, still getting good finishes out of it because it's important to our race team right now, especially in the cup side of it. Anytime you can get a, a good finish in the cup series, it's it's a it's a big deal. So we've been able to do that a lot this year. I don't know. I was really tired at Bristol. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good balance. About lap 50, when the yellow came out, I was like. Not a good balance today, AJ. <laughs> I was like, what were you thinking? Um, no, it's it's. I just in, it, it honestly isn't even really about a balance. It's I just enjoy what they want me to do. I've told them from day one, like I don't have a preference. I don't. If I just want to help the organization keep getting better in whatever capacity that is or whatever series that is. So 
um, you know, and it's it, I still feel the same way. So I'm I'm enjoying it, and you know, when it's time to get in the cup car, have fun with it, and when it's time to just focus on Xfinity, that that's what my job is. Yeah, I'd be open to it. I, we haven't really even discussed a lot of it. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's always about what Matt, especially Matt and Chris, what what they think the right direction of the race team is. So, but I'm open to to whatever they want. It's um, but I I haven't pushed or talked to them about it. It's you know whatever whatever their plans need need to be. Then I'm on board. The way the schedule lays out in the Cup Finals, more road courses, is that maybe more intriguing for you? Um, I wouldn't say for sure. It 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 doesn't it doesn't decrease the 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 want to do it. You know I. I I love road course racing. I always have, always will. I I will be the first one. I mean, I think there's a fine line. You can't you can't make ten road courses. You know, I'm not gonna turn it down. But you know, it. But I enjoy what the sport is built on. I enjoy also the sport of of them going new directions and trying new things like the street race. You know, dirt race at Bristol, whether you like it or not, at least try it. Um, going to different venues. You know, I, I do feel like. Before I retired, I think if you ask a lot of the drivers, the, the schedule was absolutely monotonous in the middle of the season, and we all hated it, and I think it lost fan interest. So I think with what the schedule is now and trying new things, it's, it's great. So, um, But, you know, for me, I think if, if we can be competitive at any racetrack, I'm going to have fun at, and that's, and that's really what it comes down to. Hey, Jay, because you are so good at road racing, how much of becoming a good road racer is mental? You've got to have the good attitude towards it. I think it, it comes down to if it's not your, your background, it can be really frustrating early on. You know, working with Tyler when I first came to, to call it when he was running Xfinity for RCR, um, he couldn't even keep on the racetrack. Like, you'd watch him in sim, and he'd be really frustrated and um, so I think it's having the mindset to, okay, this sucks right now, but I'm going to keep working at it. And that's what I've seen out of Tyler. He was like, I'm like, man, he, he was on the sim constantly. And he'd be really mad at times, and you could see, but he'd make small gains, and that'd keep him more interested. And so I think it comes down to, more than anything, just having that right mental attitude of, like, I'm not very good at this maybe right now, but I'm going to keep working until I get really good at this. And, and that's where... That's what I saw out of Tyler, and he, he's obviously one of the best now. So where did he improve? Where did he make everything? <laughs> I mean, and I and I've told him this to his face, and I say like he was awful like to start with. I was like, I was like, man, this is going to be a struggle, and but he would grind away on it, and and he also, you know, I was willing to work with him, and and he listened. It wasn't like I'll, I'll just figure it out myself. Like he. And he helps you super talented, right? Like, you got that much talent. You put enough work into it, you're probably going to figure it out. So um, all those things combined, and, and, you know, that's why I think we see why he's so good now is because he, he is super talented, always has been, always will be, but he put a huge amount of work ethic, and he still does. Like, when it's time for a road course, he's on sim constantly trying to get better. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's – all the above that, that combined to, to see what he's done, especially. So do you think at this point he's your main competition on the road course? No, no. I, I mean, he's one of them, but that's what's great about this sport right now. I mean, there's 
you could probably go down the line at any racetrack we go to and say there's 20, 25 drivers that that can possibly win this thing, especially now with the next-gen car, with the cars being a little bit more equal. You know, I think over the last couple of years, the, the cup car had gotten fine-tuned so much, you were like, okay, like the Hendrick cars are going to be crazy fast. You know, you looked at the Gibbs cars, you're like, they're going to be fast. And then, you know, a couple Penske's, and we were all trying to just hang on and catch up. Well, with this next-gen car, I think it's leveled it out. So, you know, any of these races, that's why. How many win winners we got now? 19? 18? 19. That's why, that's why we got so many winners, and, and I think that goes for any racetrack we go to. Um, you know, I, I think it was like so it was different in, in IndyCar and, and because you had a lot of weekends off too. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it was one of those things that that uh, you wouldn't do right after the race or, you know, maybe you did or it, it wasn't a big deal because you, you had you had weekends off that you know, you would go celebrate as a team. So um how old? I mean, all this is your karting days or something. No, I was always with my parents on my karting days. No, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's it's everybody's different, and there's no right or wrong, and and that's what and that's what, the way it should be. That's why fans, whether they love or hate you, right? Like you know, you you connect with a a, a fan base, and it, it's there's just there is no. There's no real, I just feel like, right or wrong for anybody. No, it's, it's however you want to be, and and obviously Noah, if you're specifically talking about Noah, I mean, he's really outgoing, and he's got a huge fan base because of it, and you wouldn't expect it any differently. No, I was just curious because I didn't know because you guys race at such an early age. Yeah. Traveling long distances, times, traveling. I mean, my, my BMX bike was Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, so that was I would go to Taco Bell after every race, um, win or lose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just it, it's 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 your personality and and but you know I think what it comes down to is in this sport you're doing it every weekend, so it's like by Wednesday you have to be refocused. And yeah, I mean it's well he's younger, he's, his body recovers quicker. <laughs> For me now, it's Saturday night right after the race. It's uh, but no, it's you just got to re. You have to allow yourself to have fun, in in one way or another because you have to get ready to go so quick the next week. You have obviously winning success plays a big part of that. This is a, a high high level, a lot of pressure. But you talked about learning how to have fun and you'll have fun. What what? How have you managed that fun and and, and, and how do you? Yeah, I think that, I mean, it really comes down to Matt and Chris. You know, they allow, they, they know how intense I am, and I'm probably more intense than I've ever been because I know that we have, yeah, but we have more opportunities to win, but what they allow me to be is me, 
and then away from the racetrack, we go have fun, whether it's going to play golf or, you know, just hanging out or whatever it is. It's, they allow, it's like, they allow me to be the intense guy to a certain degree. It's like, okay, we're done now. Like, let's just go have some fun. And, you know, that's why I, uh, I enjoy being around them so much. And then our race team is the same way. So it's, it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still want to win. You still And you're still frustrated if you don't win. It's just um, it's just like life. You get older, you get more mature of figuring out, you know, what works and what doesn't. And, and you know, you make sure that that's how you allow yourself to be. You know, you don't – I tell people, like, you still hear me on the radio. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. Like, I'm not going to change. Like, that's, that's what makes me me. But you also have to learn, okay, what's – too negative that just hurts you and what keeps pushing you every day and that's what I think I found that limit now where it's like I'm not going to allow myself to just go down a bad direction and just keep burying myself you wake up the next day and try to be better what do you think do you ever do they replay parts of the radio conversation and if you hear yourself what do you think no I know I'm crazy I don't I don't I don't have to I don't have to listen to it like and it's uh, so yeah we there's we all know who we are. Let's just go with that. They and just like they know when I'm bitching and screaming, like I'm still driving the living piss out of the car to go out there and get the maximized. And that's why, that's how we won the regular season championship. It wasn't because we were the fastest car every weekend. It was because I was going to make sure that we still got the best finish possible, whether I was happy or sad with it or mad or whatever. Have you had to talk to any of the young drivers this year about yeah, Ty's stupid? A, yeah, Ty's a pain in the ass. Like, he's, <laughs> is your hair getting like lighter, or are you just are you just? I know it's just like a quaff. Like, what is going on? Can we get a little gel in that? You sure? Okay. It's like you're it's like you're trying to start a boy band again. Like you got like it's got that in sync blonde going to it. All right. Yeah, he has no idea what a boy band is. He's like, what? Have you played golf with him before? No. He keeps trying to he keeps trying to talk me into it. I said I don't like his face until after the season. So. <laughs> Have you had to be the veteran though? And and you know when these guys do stupid crap, which they're inevitably going to do because it's a learning series. Have you had to say hey, like kind of like Crafton does on the truck side? No. I mean, I honestly, I don't. I don't try to like put my wisdom if that's what you call it i don't know if i actually have any wisdom but um if they want to come talk about it you know i think it's trying to understand each other you know it and that's whether it's you know ty and i we've had you know a couple incidents and you talk it out after and you get each other's side and it's racing you're not ever going to agree but um you know it's not i've always been open if people want to come talk to me that I'm, i'm willing to talk about whatever they want to talk about but it's it's not right of me to go try to infer, enforce what I believe on them or what I thought happened and that's you know but that's how, how I've always been you know the we have to talk it out right after it's you're not confrontational well it's not even confrontational it's just like like it's we're, we're race car drivers and we always have different opinions so it's like it is what it is and you just move on I think it probably was because, like, you there wasn't as much contact open wheel wise. If, and if you did, most of the time you both wrecked, and and 
you know, it, it was – I got taught when I first got here. That was the first thing that guys like Jeff and Jimmy and Tony had told me. They said, we don't have to like you. We just have to respect you because if we don't respect you, then we'll wreck you every race. But if we respect you, then – you know that's that's how we race, and then but you have to earn that respect. So it, I just never, I don't know. I was never big on like we got to talk it out after any incident happens, or if I drop my ice cream. Which by the way, there is frozen custard over there for everybody. <laughs> Andy's frozen custard. That is my sponsor this weekend. So anybody want, wants any Andy's frozen custard, it's here. You're trying to get most popular driver away from knowing all guys. No, right? no, that's that's <laughs> never gonna happen. So, <laughs> um, but uh, most popular media person. By bringing Andy's frozen custard, which is sitting right over there, yes. When you look at drivers like Ty and Noah, do you, you feel like people more so look at the bad part of them, like, oh, they're always getting each other versus, you know, having an appreciation for, like, wow, these guys are, you know, incredibly talented drivers? Um, you know, I, I think it, it – everybody's – fans like something about someone and, and hate something about someone, you know, and that's, that's what's created our sport, so um, – you know, I think more of it now is, especially in the Xfinity Series, you know, these young guys that have so much talent, like they're they're right in the spotlight right away. And they have really good race cars, too, and that's the other thing. So inevitably, the way you're going to learn is you're going to make mistakes, and, and whether it's on or off the racetrack and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes people get fairly mislabeled. Sometimes it's fair how they get labeled. So... It's uh, but no, I I think what they're doing and, and the way the fans have been with them are 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 fine. Thank you. Awesome. In a word, it's chaos. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Saladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. Where a town turns into a city and a weekend becomes a lifetime of memory. It's a tradition like no other. What a wild finish. NASCAR Playoff Weekend at Talladega Super Speedway, October 1st and 2nd. Bubba Wallace, the winner at Talladega. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Um, you know, it's funny, at the beginning of the year, kind of, once we got rolling, everybody kind of laughed at me, because I said it was, I felt like it was a good possibility that we could get all four in at, at the Final Four at Phoenix, and, and everybody kind of looked at that, and they said, you're you're crazy, right, and and when you look at the performance of our, of our company as a whole, um, I don't feel like I'm that crazy, I feel like we got, you know, we got a great, uh, great group of drivers and, and cars, um, it does make it tough, I mean, anytime you're battling with teammates, you know, Anything can happen, but that's no different than anybody that's in the top five when you're going for a win at the end of a race, right? Anything can and will happen, and I think that, um, you know, just different, especially when it's a teammate, but um, I feel like our, our team has, has grown, you know, amongst our four drivers. I feel like they've done a good job uh, of, um, you know, kind of all uh, us all getting on the same page, and, and we all know where the other ones kind of stand with, with everything, and I think when you have those situations, um, you just got to make the most of them. Um, no, because I, I think the way our our team is structured, um, it's just as easy to have all four as it is to have one. But I think for us, 
the more we can put in the final four at Phoenix, the the better the morale is of the shop, right? You know, you can't lose as a company if you got four in there, right? And and I think the more we have in the final four, the more of a shot we have to win. You know, here's what I can tell you: the men and women that work at our shop, even if they work on another team uh, or on another car, but but more specifically the 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 shop employees that are junior motorsports employees, not necessarily tied to one car. They want nothing more than for one of us to win the championship, right? They're working their guts out. They're doing everything they can, and they want one of us to win. And they don't care who wins. And really even um, the cool thing for me is when you look at post-race, when um, here lately when the nine wins, but, but really when any of us win, the other teams are there to celebrate and to to congratulate when, when one of our cars win. And I think that... That goes a long way. That's, there's a lot to be said for that. And, and our company truly enjoys winning. Um, and that starts with Dale and Kelly, and it, it trickles all the way down. We have a great group of people that work for our for our organization. And, um, you know, we're all going to be – we all want to selfishly win for our for our own specific teams. But, you know, we'll be happy for um, whatever the outcome is as long as it's Junior Morris first car in victory lane. Um, I mean, I, I think our shop notoriously has had a lot of fun. I mean, if you look back at the uh, JRM 360 videos from years past and things like that, I mean, our, our shop has had a, a great atmosphere for, for as long as I've been there, and I know before that. That being said, I mean, I think, you know, each individual team is, is a little bit different. Everybody's got different agendas. Everybody's kind of got different personalities. You know, our seven team is actually pretty reserved. I'm I'm probably the the outlier a little bit in the fact that I'm I'm – you know, fairly exuberant and uh, like to talk. And majority of the people on my team are pretty calm and docile and and don't really uh, don't really uh, you know get out there a whole lot. But but you know I think our teams really complement each other well. All four teams really complement each other well in a lot of different ways. And and I just think that we have a lot of fun in our shop. We're supportive of each other, and that there's a lot to be said for that. The real answer, and and this is going to sound really funny, it's just got back to basics. Um, same cars we had last year, you know, same same basic. Um, I mean, we have basically the same rules package, right? That we had last year. The engine package, I mean, is is we're talking very very negligible of any difference, right? Um, I just feel like our team has gone back to basics, and we have four drivers for it. Four teams, four crew chiefs that are all moving in a in a positive direction, and um, it's just wild to think that nothing's really changed, but yet we're we're excelling in the way that we are. It's just it's a lot different than what I feel like I've I've ever had in the past. <coughs> Sorry. Um, very rarely do you do you sit still and things work out for you. And, and I'm not saying that they're not working hard. Everybody is working hard to make sure that the cars are prepared well and. And, and ready to go, but, you know, we fired off the beginning of the season, and we were comparable or better, and it's just made the, it's made world a lot easier, right, like, I mean, when you're, when you're running up front and your cars have speed, you don't go into panic mode, you don't start trying to make 
um, you know, desperate moves or desperate decisions, you're able to just go with it and enjoy it. And and I think that that's what has excelled our team is just we went back to basics. We've all four, you know, uh, we've all fed off of each other, and the results are showing it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what's interesting is we've not had the speed the last couple of years to to be able to feel like we could do that. And I think looking back on it now, we probably could have, and we probably should have. But in those moments, you, you you're constantly trying to keep up with everybody else, and you, you know you're making decisions based on you know when, you, you know Joe Gibbs Racing has obviously been extremely successful in the Xfinity Series for a number of years. What's interesting about that, though, is they didn't change their program a lot because they didn't have to. They were at the top, and they they were able to just kind of be happy and enjoy it. And um, I feel like we've always been, we've always felt like we needed a little bit more. We needed more to get to where we needed to go. And this year, we we haven't felt that way, and it's it's been extremely beneficial to our race team, the atmosphere, the 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 cars. I mean, just it's just been better. Is this your year? Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, this is the best position I've ever been in, but nothing's guaranteed. And, and you know, we laugh about this. Like, I get a lot of fans that come up and they'll be like, oh, man, this is your year. This sport owes you, you know, or this owes you or that that owes you. And what I've learned a long time ago is is that uh, the more you feel like the universe owes you something, the, the less and less you really um, succeed. You know, I think for me, We've put the work in. We've put the effort in. You know, the definition of luck is when opportunity meets preparation. We're more prepared in 2022 than I've ever been. We just need the opportunity. And if we get the right opportunity, we go win a championship. Um, if I lose the championship this year, it won't be because of a lack of talent on anybody else that's going to be in these playoffs part. The teams, the cars, the drivers. We have a great group of drivers this year for the for the playoffs. We just have to go execute and do our job. And if we do that, I think we got a good shot of that. Um, yes and no, but I also think, like, I've grown up in the sport, and I've been around the sport for a long time, and I've watched, I've watched people that should have won championship after championship that never did, and I watch people that I say they'll never win a championship, and they won multiples, right? So, you know, I also have a, probably a little bit different look in this sport than maybe some others, like, I'm lucky to be here, I'm blessed to be here, and when it's all said and done... Um, a championship is not going to define my career, right? I'm 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 happy with where I'm at. If my career ended today, I'm perfectly happy with where where I've been, what I've done, and what I've seen, and and the races that we've won. Um, I'm going to always be really disappointed and not win another race at Bristol, leading as many laps as we led there. But other than that, I I'm pretty much okay with all the other stuff. Um, but but you know, realistically, I'm blessed to do what I love to do, and I got great people, great partners. I mean, I've worn Brandt red for so many years now and um to represent that brand and that company it no matter what the outcome is i mean i want a championship for them but but regardless um just blessed and honored to be able to to do what we've been doing I mean, 
you know, I I think the question would be is, does it make sense to do it for them? You know, and and I don't know, not not Brant, but but Junior Motorsports. I know obviously they've they've explored and they want to do it, but in the day and time, is the opportunity there? I I don't know, right? Um, I know a lot of fans would love for that to happen, right? I mean, I think every everybody looks at that and says, man, it'd be cool if if Junior Motorsports had a Cup team, but you know, every scenario would have to be right. I, I don't believe in my mind that it would make sense for Brent um, to do that. I could be wrong, but I I don't know that that would be their number one choice. Um, not that it wouldn't be a Junior Motorsports, just in general. I mean, you know, doing the Cup stuff. You know, the the one thing that's very interesting about what we do is hospitality is very heavy in what makes the program successful for Brent. And so the cup side, obviously you, you add time and cost to, to doing that. So, um, you know, I don't know what that looks like. You know, if, if junior motorsports ever does decide to do cup racing, I'd love to be a part of it. Um, but if I don't, I'm, I'm excited. I would be excited if it were to, you know, to fit within the walls of our organization. I, I think it would be a great step for them. I think it would be, a It'd be a great step for NASCAR, right? Adding a team that's been a career Xfinity Series team or Nationwide Series team or Bush Series team, you know, they've they've been the the staple of what a non-Cup team looks like in the series, and they've been great for the sport, right? Dale's obviously great for the sport as a driver, but Dale and Kelly as owners are great for the sport. So if they ever do, if they ever do decide to go Cup racing, it would be. It would be a huge boost to NASCAR, I believe, in my mind. Um, and I think whoever the driver is, is, is they're going to have a great opportunity because I can tell you that, that the success we have on the Infinity side is no fluke, and I think they would put every effort into it to being successful at it. So, you know, whatever that looks like, I don't know. But um, I hope for their sake that it does eventually happen. Whether it's me or not, it doesn't matter. I, I really hope that at some point it does happen. But, you know, the, the stars are going to have to align pretty, pretty heavy for that to be the case. We were talking early about the randomness of, you know, how this playoff system works. And, you know, Daniel Hemmer got a walk-off owner at Phoenix. Right. right? Um, you know, you look at guys like you and, and Noah and H.A., you know, guys that have been around forever, and somebody can just come and crash the party. And it's like when that happens in the past, how long does it take you to get over it? December, January? <laughs> Well, last year it took me a while because I didn't make the Final Four, right? And I felt like we were going to be a threat to win the race at, at Phoenix and didn't even have a shot to make the Final Four. Um, that all being said, you know, the format has definitely changed the game of how we operate. You know, I look at the group we have this year and I'm like, anybody could win at any point, right? And and knock somebody that we all think is going to be that guy out. Um you know, we've got some races that are going to be outliers. I mean, you look at Talladega, you look at the Roval, those are both in the first round, you know. I'm glad I have 30-some points as a as a buffer, but that's not that's not a gimme, right? That's that's like going to a, a taking an amateur to a, to a PGA tournament and saying, hey, we're going to give you two strokes, but that's all, you know. You better be a good golfer to, to, to hold off a pro even with two strokes, right? And I think that's where we're at in, in our sport right now is, is that there's no guarantees in, in, in making it there. If we do, um, we're going to have to race hard because whoever's in the Final Four at Phoenix, they're going to go for broke, and they're going to go try to win a championship. I mean, Daniel, here's the thing. Daniel last year 
was so wild to me because we all looked at Daniel for the last five years and we said, how has he not won a race, right? Like, like he's led the most laps. He's done all the right things. He's been in the right positions. He's been in the right cars. How has he not won a race? And then he goes and wins the the one race that you would all like. We'd all want to do that, right? I mean, you know, secretly, you know, you're a Cardinals fan. I'm a Cardinals fan. Secretly, I hope that it's a bottom of the ninth and a Grand Slam situation for when Pujols hit 700. Like, I don't want him to hit 700 in the middle of the afternoon when the score is 12 to one, and you know he's he's just out there just taking BP, right? Now, is that going to happen? I don't know, but it. This story would be a lot better if it's if it's bottom of the ninth, you know, World Series. I mean, can you imagine uh, World Series and he hits 700? Like, so all that being said, if you're gonna show out, you better show out on the big one. That's what Daniel did last year, and it wouldn't surprise me if somebody does it again this year. So are you gonna get to any games before the end of the year? No, and I'm really disappointed in that actually. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, one of the engineers from Chevrolet. We were at a at a Wheel Force test not long ago, and. He just went to one of the games, and uh, he went to the game that he hit 97, I think. And, um, you know, we laughed a little bit because it was like, he's like, man, I, like, because he bought us tickets three, four months out. And so when he first bought them, we were like, at the rate he's going, you're not even gonna, you're not even gonna see a home run in this, in this list, right? Like, it's already gonna be done past. And then it slowed down, and then it was like, well, maybe I'm on track to watch 700. And then, you know, you. Then it goes back and forth, right? But 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 honestly, um, you know, what I love right now. So since COVID, right? So since we've since we've gotten through COVID, people are cherishing the the big moments in sports way more than they ever have. Whether that be racing, baseball, football, doesn't matter. People are cherishing the big moments, and I think that we all realized what we lost through COVID, and it's made it that much more important and, and exciting. And so. We're in an era where where people are are all in, and I think that's what's been so cool for me. Yeah, we, we were there for 693, the 16th Grand Slam, which is awesome, oh, yeah. awesome. I mean, unbelievable. You know, it's there's nothing like it. He did, yes. Cut the cut the waffle with the sword. So, so, yes, but maybe not necessarily after a win. So, I'll never forget, um, growing up, you know, Ken Schrader was, was a friend of our family's, and he would come to Springfield for the arc race. Right? He would race Michigan, he would come to Springfield. Usually had a car in the race, or he would come in and show up just for the race, start at the back, whatever. But through the time, he would stay for a couple of days, he would stay at the house, and we would go to Steak and Shake, because... Steak and Shake was only in the Midwest, right? We would go to Steak and Shake. We'd get our food to go, and we would go sit in what was the Kmart parking lot. And we he would tell stories about the old Springfield Speedway or Shane Speedway. And as a child, listening to those stories, and, and you know, you're sitting there eating a cheeseburger, right? A greasy cheeseburger, looking at an empty parking lot, right? But when you when you understand what this sport means to people... And that greasy cheeseburger, what it meant. I mean, the guy's traveled all over the United States, won Cup Series races. He's he's been successful on on every front. And then you watch him want a greasy cheeseburger and go sit in a parking lot. 
makes you realize it makes you realize what's important in life. And I think for me that was always a really cool moment of like it made me realize the valuable things. And like for Noah, you know, it's funny that they go to Waffle House, but but he'll look back on that when he's 60 or 70 years old, and those are going to be the moments that he'll remember forever. You know, for me, it's right now it's the moments like like mine is being able to celebrate with my family, right? Like it doesn't matter where we go. It's like when we win and you celebrate with family, like that's a big deal. And you don't realize it, the importance of it until afterwards and, and many years down the road. But I think um, it was cool that they've kind of made that a tradition and um, something that, uh, you know, it's it's been pretty wild to see how it's transpired. That's where the track used to be at. And oh. so, like, they, you know, everything got demolished and repaved. And so he would sit in the parking lot where the Kmart was at because that used to be the pit area for the racetrack. And so... So you would look at where the racetrack used to be, and that was it. I hope Steak and Shake survives long enough for your championship. All right, Kyle, the big talk is uh, Noah going to the Waffle House, cutting the pancakes with a sword. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not recommended, but uh, yeah, um, I've been to Waffle House after the race as well. I like Cookout, though. That's like mainly my favorite. But uh, yeah, um, they'll have our little, you know, pre, you know, post-race deals, and uh, you know, it sounds like Kenny Schrader does as well, Rowdy. Yeah, he does. Uh, Kyle, what's happening in PA this week on in the dirt? Well, uh, this weekend we have the Jim Nace uh, National Open, 40th running of it at Seals Grove Speedway. Two nights, 6,000 to the winner of the 410 race on Friday night, the 23rd, and then the 24th, 26,000 to the winner. Uh, so uh, also cast 305 sprint cars on the bill uh, Saturday night, so you might want to check that out. Uh, next week, uh, racing is returning to the Bloomsburg Fair during Fair Week. Uh, Essential PA Legends and the four cylinders will be in action. Uh, if you're not going, it's uh, if you are going and you have to get in, uh, eight dollars to get in for the general admission. Uh, to get into the fair, ten for the race. You can get a pit pass for thirty. Uh, it includes fair admission, so that's probably that's not too bad of a deal. But uh, yeah, we like I said, I know uh, you know we've been trying to get to Bloomsburg again. Um, this just happened to open up on my schedule, so hopefully the weather's good next week. It's a little chilly here now, but uh, it's fall time and. Uh, you know, we got some racing coming up with the National Open next weekend, $75,000 in the winter. Uh, got two nights of that, and then we got the World of Outlaws at Port Royal the week after, and then the Speed Showcase, 50000 to win at Port Royal the week after that, and then the Eastern States 200, October 21st to the 23rd at Orange County Fair Speedway. So that's kind of what's what's going on on the dirt scene. Um, I know Mahoning, they've been, I think they crowned their champions already, so I know Dino's been busy with that, so... Um, give me, well, you know, as long as the weather's good, it looks like it'll be my first time at the fair in nine years. So, um, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, get some racing in, get some content and, uh, you know, post it on the website. All right, guys, uh, Kyle getting ready for Talladega. Big weekend in Alabama, man. Still tickets available, but they've far and few, getting fewer and fewer, Kyle. Yeah, you got to get the tickets now. I mean, it's going to get busy, and uh, it's just that's how it's going to be. All right, Kyle. We're going to get ready and get on out of here. I appreciate you coming on and being part of the show tonight, my man. 
Thanks, Rowdy. All right, Kyle. Let's get Texas over and get ready next week, man.